0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Depressed Sports Fans Podcast. And today we got a big one. This is episode 18. We're going into week six of the NFL season. Probably the best sport in the world, the best sport of all time, the best sport that I ever will be. Um, we've had a very, very exciting NFL season. Like always, there's been a ton of surprises, ton of letdowns, um, a ton of surprising things that we just love. We're going to talk about them this week. We're also going to talk about some of the um, – overrated teams the underrated teams and our upset picks each of us are gonna have three upset picks um for this week you know what let's get started right away with our upset picks you think
1: um okay
0: yeah let's go let's go there and then we'll go overrated and underrated teams so first i want to see what you got for for some of your upsets
1: okay so the game is tomorrow and a lot of people are writing off the eagles i actually have them upsetting the tampa bay buccaneers you know i feel like the buccaneers although their offense is very high powered they have some flaws on defense and that's their cornerback room i think it's very sketchy and the dolphins were kind of in that game until halftime i mean the buccaneers Yes, they're great offense, but they got some key players out. The Eagles, they have a lot of momentum. I mean, they were getting embarrassed against the Panthers until the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, the tie just changed completely. Their defense rooted to the occasion, getting some key interceptions, and then scoring when it mattered most, converting on the two-point conversions. The Eagles are very streaky, yeah. But hey, they were in the game versus the Niners, and on, this is a primetime game. I feel like a lot of people will just write off teams, um, but especially in primetime, I don't know why, but I feel like teams that shouldn't really be in it, they actually compete a lot better. Because it's a short week, it's a short week of rest. It's harder for um the opposing coach to to kind of put together a perfect game plan uh, per se. So I feel like it will be a lot more even matched. Jalen Hurts, he's still got stuff to prove. I could see him very well doing it this game. Uh the Bucks are favored by six and a half points, but man, I'm going with the Eagles.
0: I okay, so I'm assuming you're not dying on that hill just because it is kind of a crazy take. This Bucks team is so talented. I like the Eagles will have to pass the ball to win because we already know about the Bucks run defense. It's gonna be hard for them. So I feel like if they have to win, it'll have to be, you know, a very low scoring game. They gotta hold the Bucks by less than twenty. You know, the the sorry, the Patriots were almost able to do that. It was a missed field goal a couple weeks ago on Sunday night that didn't allow them to win, but at the end of the day, I just don't think they're going to – I think the Bucs can like easily score above 25 in this game, and if they do, I think they win. You know what? Every game could end as, as an upset. You're not dying on the hill, so I'm okay with the take. <laughs> My first upset pick is the Lions versus the Bengals, <laughs> which, which pains me to say. Yeah. The Bengals, pin, I think we are – a. Way better team than we've been in the past five years since 2015. This is the best Bengals team since 2015, and it's not even close. We have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. The defense is playing over expectation, the offense is kind of playing under the expectation. Um, but I th- it's not really about the Bengals in this game, in my opinion. I think it's about the Lions, and I think they're due for a win. Like, this is a team where they've lost some heartbreaking games, you know, they have a curse, and like kind of have been effective even the vikings curse you know trumped the lions curse and they were able to win on a game-winning field goal which they're never able to do um they ended up um the Lions have lost by i think two like 50 plus yard field goals this season which is like a record within the first five weeks um you know they they should have beat the ravens they just got really unlucky with the longest kick of all time dan campbell on the podium at the post-game press conference on Sunday, was literally crying because he knows his players work so hard and they're just not able to deliver with wins. And they do not have a roster that should be winning that many games. They're not. They're playing. The level of play is kind of above their talent level, but they're getting really unlucky and they're not able to close games down. I think that versus a team that can't close games down, the Bengals, the Lions might be able – to, you know, pull a sneaky upset win at the last second. They will not, they will not blow out the Bengals. They will not beat the Bengals by more than one score. It will be a close game if they win, but I have the Lions here not dying on that hill. Um, and it hurts me to say as a Bengals fan, and I'm not even trying to jinx it. I honestly think the Lions are going to win. What do you think about that take?
1: I do like that take the Lions are just do man, you can, you can tell the players are hungry for the win. Dan Campbell, man, he gives a clear shit about his players. You know, when I after the offseason, there was a reason why Dan Campbell was probably my favorite head coaching hiring. And it's showing right now. Because although the record is 0-5, you got to look at the context. you got to look at the brutal, terrible losses that they've had. This team is being ultra-competitive. And it's something that I don't think many people expected. But under Dan Campbell, they're going to fight in every game. That's the assumption when they brought him in. So I like that. But... For my second upset pick of the week, I'm going with the Chicago Bears. Uh, beating the Green Bay Packers, call me crazy. in my opinion, The Packers have a lot of flaws this season, but the reason why I have the Bears winning is because they actually have some momentum right now. I mean, Justin Field, uh, he's won two games in a row. It's looking good. The Bears' defense, they actually have the most uh, sacks in the NFL, I believe. So their defense has actually kind of been balling out this year under their new defensive coordinator. I mean, things are seeming to be clicking ever since Bill Lazor took over the play calling for the Bears, and they're not asking Justin Fields to pass the ball that much. That could be a reason why, but this game is being played in Soldier Field, and typically at Soldier Field, there's not, there's not a lot of offense, but it's also going to rain in this game, so I think this is going to be an ugly game, and because of that, the Bears' defense, I think they'll be able to create some turnovers. You know, the Packers, in my opinion, their biggest flaw is just getting after the quarterback i it's it's inconsistent to say the least i mean losing zadarius smith that really hurts them and in the secondary they still have some issues i mean let's just be honest they should have probably lost to the bengals um although the bengals should have lost to them too it kind of goes both ways but the packers they, lost they, should, they, they, they almost lost to the 49ers i mean they got absolutely embarrassed by the saints although the record is four and one i mean I'm, I'm not too confident in this packers team i'm going to be honest and although I'm not a huge believer in the Bears at all, and I hate their head coach and I hate their general manager, I have them pulling off an upset. Justin Fields going to three and o, oh, or th- three and one as a starter. My bad.
0: I I don't disagree with that take. I didn't have them on one of my three, but if I had a fourth, I would probably add that one. I still think the Packers are going to win because they're the more talented team, and it's Aaron Rodgers who's kind of like been a thorn in the Bears' side for the last. 13-ish years. Um, He just seems to always have their number. And how many times has he lost to the Bears? Like three times in his whole career? Like it's bad. He owns the Bears at Soldier Field in Green Bay. It doesn't matter. The rain though, if it does end up raining, and it's kind of too early to tell, especially in Chicago, they have, I know they have like really bipolar weather where you can't really look at the weather like four days in advance and really be able to predict it that good. That's true in, like, the Midwest and a lot of places. But if it does end up raining, that could be very bad because I feel like the Bears have the better defense of the two teams. Um, And they're really good at forcing turnovers. They've always been good at forcing turnovers. The secondary is, like, it's a little bit below average, but the pass rush in the front seven in general kind of makes up for it. You know, they have Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, um, Roquan Smith, who's massively underrated. The interior is amazing with – um, Akeem Hicks, who's honestly is just such a dog, and he still is. He's kind of getting on the older side, but he's still amazing. So I like that take. I like that take a lot. Before I move on to my next game, I want to apologize for my Dan Campbell takes in the offseason. Because yes. you 100 yes. percent you got it. spot on. You said they weren't gonna oh. win that many games, but they're gonna be putting up fights. I look too much at his previous accolades with like other teams and other jobs, and <laughs> <laughs> and I I didn't look enough at his personality, which I realize you have to kind of look at a mixture of the two because just because a coach has a lot of accolades does not mean he's going to be a good um, – a great NFL head coach. Like, you know, you might not like this take, but one example of that is almost Vic Fangio because so far he's been a disappointment. Don't even lie. He's been a disappointment so far. He's an amazing – um, defensive mind, but I don't think he has the right head coach personality. Dan Campbell has the perfect head coach personality. Um, he doesn't have those. He's not like an offensive genius. He's not a defensive genius, but he's a has that perfect head coach mentality and um, ability to lead a team to greatness. And I think he's going to end up doing that down the line with the Lions. So I want to apologize for that take first. Now let's move on to my upset pick. This one's kind of a safer pick. It is still an upset pick, and that is that I'm picking the Browns over the Cardinals here. Um, the Cardinals are 5-0, and but are they the best team in the NFL? No. Are they the top a uh, top three team in the NFL? No. Are they top five team in the NFL? Maybe, but I don't even think so. I think the Cardinals are massively overrated. They don't have talent everywhere, and I'm looking at secondary and O-line. Um, and I think the Browns are going to start getting on a hot streak after losing kind of a heartbreaker. The Browns last season, we saw them struggle in the early at the beginning of the season, a lot. And they, they got on a roll and they like, they were like eight and one at one point in this se- for one chunk of the season. I think what's, that's, what's going to happen to them soon. Um, no one can really stop their rushing offense. Um, and that's really all their formula is, is score more points than the other team. And their defense, I also think, is a lot better. Like, Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa has been a beast so far. I don't really know about um, Newsom, but I know Greg Ward's been amazing. He always is. You know, Clowney actually hasn't been bad. They have Miles Garrett, who we already know. He's like a top three pass rusher in the league by far. He's definitely in there. Um, I like the linebacker. In court. They, they signed him. Um, Jalen Johnson coaching's always been great. I just think they're going to be the better team on Sunday against the Cardinals who are kind of due for a loss. Um, And, you know, last week we kind of saw the Niners shut down the Cardinals offense, which will give the Browns coaching some valuable film to look off of, of like what to do to stop uh, Kyler Murray rushing the ball. And then I also think it's a matchup game. Like I think they're going to need a lot of pressure on Kyler Murray Usu Koromoa being a spy for um, for Kyler Murray seems like a like a matchup made in heaven for for the Browns. And then I think that their wide receiver court is going to get shut down by the Browns corners and secondary. I honestly think the Browns can win this by two scores. I don't even know if it's going to be close, but I have the Browns here. They're going to be especially hungry after kind of losing a heartbreaker last week um, against the Chargers. But yeah, it's my second. It's my second pick.
1: I definitely like it. I agree. I think the Browns are going to win, but I just want to mention that Vegas actually has Cleveland favored by three in this one. So, um, But if you are judging it on record, I can definitely see that being um, upset material. Now, for my last upset of the week, you know, I have Geno Smith beating the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football I'm because upset. the Steelers are massive frauds. Big Ben, he does not have what it takes, okay? Najee Harris is carrying this offense on his back. Pittsburgh just lost Juju Smith-Schuster, and although he gets a lot of hate, that's one less weapon for Seattle to defend. You know, when I look at this matchup, like I said, Najee Harris is basically 90% of their offense, and Seattle's got a guy named Bobby Wagner. He's a guy who can and will cover Najee Harris in this game. I feel like Seattle, they're facing some adversity right now. I mean, they just lost Russell Wilton. Uh, they're 2-3. and three. They have a losing record. There's talks about them finishing with the losing record. But this is the game to prove on Sunday night. I have a feeling Pete Carroll will get his guys riled up, man. And we got to see because although Pittsburgh, they, they have a good defensive line. And the key to this is that the Seahawks are going to have to implement the short passing game. They have the weapons to be able to do so. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I mean, and Dwayne Eskridge. I, I just feel like the Seahawks are going to win this game, man. I'm not impressed with the Steelers at all. I feel like Big Ben is due for another shitty game, and it's going to come at, uh, at the hands of national television, man. Pittsburgh is favored by five points, uh, according to Vegas, but I have Seattle because the thing is Seattle cannot lose games. They play in the NFC West, and no matter what you think about the 49ers, the Rams, or the Cardinals, if they're all overrated or if they're properly rated, you can't afford to lose games. Um, when it's that tight in the division, this is a must win game for the Seahawks. And although they're doing it with the back of quarterback, I feel like they have a legitimate chance to beat the Steelers. So that's my last upset pick.
0: Barely an upset because even though Vegas does have Steelers as a favorite, like I'm probably going to bet on that game. I'm not going to lie because it's just such an attractive sure? bet. Geno Smith is probably better than Big Ben. Like <laughs> what is, no, seriously. What does Big Ben do right in his career at this point? What does he do right? He's like an awful – he's like everything you don't want a quarterback to be. He's not mobile. His awful pocket presence. He holds on to the ball for too long. He makes dumb throws. He has no arm strength. He he takes too many checkdowns when he shouldn't be on like a 4th and 10. He'll check it down to the running back. That was he, the worst. If he throws an interception, he's too goddamn slow to chase down the guy who caught it. <laughs> like he can't do anything. He can't do anything. I think he's like worse than half the backup quarterbacks in the league. Um, unfortunately for the Steelers, their backup quarterback is Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, who actually might be worse than big Ben somehow. They should try putting Dwayne Haskins out there. He has more potential than, um, he does. He has way yeah, more potential this one, in his career. Um, so yeah, Geno Smith's definitely the better quarterback, especially we saw some, we saw some really bright moments from Geno Smith last week. And in, in the limited time he had, we saw an amazing drive from him where he was like, six for six and it was like 72 yard drives and he he had a pretty nice touchdown pass to dk metcalf um yeah i totally agree with that pick and i would have picked it but i thought that the seahawks were the favorite so i didn't want to pick the steelers there (laughs) um next up we have cowboys versus patriots now this one i'm not dying on this hill just want to make it clear i picked the patriots I the Patriots are losing games they should be winning. They should not be a losing team right now in my opinion. Um you know they're 2 and 3 right now and you know they lost they almost lost versus the um Texans. They almost beat the um pa- the sorry not the Patriots. They almost beat the Buccaneers. They lost a pretty ugly one to the Saints. Um I think this team, especially with Bill Belichick at the helm, they're gonna be hungry for wins. Remember what Bill Belichick did last offseason? He's not playing to for them to be like a rebuilding team. The money says that they're a win now team, even though they have a rookie quarterback. They're still a win-down team. And that's why they picked one of the more NFL ready quarterbacks in Mac Jones, someone who's not who's less of a project and doesn't have a higher ceiling than a lot of the other guys when they did they could have traded up if they wanted to. Um, but they waited for Mac Jones, which really tells us they want to win sooner than the guys who picked Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Um, now you're going to call me crazy because Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. Yes, I agree. The Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. But what are they? What What are they really really good at? Passing the football and who's really really good at stopping passing the football? Bill Belichick's in the secondary of the New England Patriots. Um, they're going to come up with a scheme I think it's going to limit Dak Prescott and make this game close. I think they might lose the game close, but I think they have a chance to upset. And then the other thing is um, offensively, I mean, Cowboys defense, I think it's kind of a bit overrated right now. Like, they've been putting out some interesting schemes and stuff, but, you know, there's I think there's a lot of holes that the Patriots will be able to exploit, um, especially with their tight ends. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Johnnie Smith and Hunter Henry. And, you know, when we when they made those two signings, everyone was going to be like, everyone was saying, oh, my God, they're going to create this new overpowered tight end scheme. Look at all these star tight ends in the league right now. Look how important the tight end position is going to be. The Patriots are going to revolutionize that position with this offense. I think this week we're going to see some of that. I really do. Um, now I could – this take could end up crashing and burning, but – it's fine. I can totally live with that. Um I got I got the Patriots here in week 6.
1: Fair enough, man. Fair enough, you know. I am still a little concerned just because of the fact that Davis Mills, a rookie quarterback who's looked overall not so good, uh completely diced up the Patriots last yeah. week. But but the Patriots are playing in Foxborough and I feel like they play a lot better at home than they do away. So, we'll yeah. see. It's 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 an interesting one and you know, for the sake of the NFL, I actually hope the Patriots win just because I hate Cowboys fans, so.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's a very odd take from you that you want your biggest <laughs> rival who's been shitting on you for the past 20 years to win, but. Aw, Steelers Whatever you, are about. Um, all right, let's move on to our over- and underrated teams. And I'll just start it off. I already started mentioning this earlier. I'm going to start off with one of my overrated teams. It is the Arizona Cardinals. They're five and zero, so everyone loves them. They're rated number two in the power rankings right now by the NFL. I don't think they're top five. I think they have holes. I think they've been getting lucky. I think that they're a team that's going to f- come out of the breaks really fast, but it's a marathon on a sprint, and they should be jogging and not sprinting. What I mean by that is they—they are a team that's only—that's—that's only five and zero because um they start good and they started good last year and then remember what happened after their bye week they won two games one was against the injured 49ers and the other was based on a lucky 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 hail mary like literally a hail mary to in triple coverage to uh d hop um so yeah there you go i think they're overrated their offensive line sucks the cornerback room is pretty bad You know, I don't know how Zay Simmons is playing, but I know Zayvon Collins has been actually kind of good. The pass rush has been amazing, but that was expected. Um, They're in a really tough division that I don't think they'll win. I think they have a a really good chance of making the playoffs as a wildcard team, but they're kind of a first-round exit-type team for me, and I also don't love the coaching, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Maybe he could prove me wrong this year, and he has been so far, but I'm still not sold on him, as I am of, like, other head coaches that have proved me wrong this year, such as Dan Campo. Um, So therefore, they are my first overrated team. What do you think about that? And uh, give me yours.
1: Uh, I agree. I think that the Cardinals, they're good, but they're not the best team in the league. I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, The fact that they barely beat the 49ers with unready quarterback Trey Lance, I think that says a lot to how, yeah. kind of fraud like they are and that they definitely should put more than 17 on a team that's number one cornerback, lost, or isn't even playing because of an ACL injury. Um, so an overrated team for me, you know, I, I don't really like doing this, but I'm going to have to say the Carolina Panthers, let me say this. Their defense, they're, they're pretty damn good. I love their defense, but I think their offense, man, it's a little overrated and it kind of comes down to quarterback. You know, the play is just too inconsistent. I mean, we saw three interceptions from Sam Darnold last week. That's going to lose them football games, and it literally did lose them the game against the Eagles. I mean, when they're giving them great field position, their defense, it's going to break at some point. You can only ask too much from them. You know, they got a tough stretch coming up too, man. And the thing is, they play in a division called the NFC South. So, you know, you got to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. And although I feel like the Saints are somewhat in the same category as the Panthers, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the Saints just because I think their coaching is a little bit better as of right now um, because of Sean Payton. But I don't know if it's sustainable, man. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the clip on Twitter, but I mean, Robbie Anderson, he was already kind of heated. He was like screaming on the sidelines at one of the coaches. I mean, there might be some rift coming in Carolina. And although they started really high, there is a reason why many people said that they were the worst of the 3-0 teams. They're on the right track. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like they're overrated and they're still going to miss the playoffs this season. And Christian McCaffrey's hurt, too, and he's a big impact. And although Ch- Chuba Hubbard is a good quality back, he's no C-Mac.
0: I, I, I kind of agree with you there. I didn't, I didn't have them as my original over in teams, but I agree with you. They, they'll be my fifth. I have four written down. I think that, you know, they are on the right track, but I really didn't expect them to be that good this season just because, you know, I thought it was going to take Sam Darnold time to, and Sam Brown looks like he'll be the quarterback next year, too, just because he does have crazy potential. But And they could really sign him on a, like a really cheap deal this year if he doesn't do that good, which is interesting to see what will happen. And, I mean, like you said with the Robbie Anderson thing, that really concerns me just considering that Robbie Anderson was supposed to be his number one target. They already they played together before and they had a previous connection. Um, nine out of ten times players that have previous connections on another team works out beautifully. Um, for example, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree with you there. They're they are overrated. And the next overrated team I have, you mentioned them, is the Saints. Hmm. Um, you know, they are three and two, I like but I don't that. know how. They had the crazy cap space problem in the offseason. So they had to let go of a lot of players. They're, they're an inconsistent team, and that starts with their inconsistent quarterback, um, Jameis Winston, who, you know, he played a stinker against the Panthers, but then he comes back and he has a great game against the Patriots. really doesn't make sense. Um, week one, they had an amazing showing against the Packers, who were, like, supposed to come out and be an awesome team this season, especially with their MVP, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but, yeah, this is a team where they're going to miss the playoffs barely, while the Panthers, I think, could actually squeeze into the playoffs because it is the NFC, which is kind of weak in terms of wild card teams. I think the Saints will end up losing, going on kind of a losing streak. I think a few big injuries and they can be like totally distraught. And they were sort of injury prone last year. So we'll see how things ha- what th- what happens this year. So far, they've been good. Marshall is playing good so far, but he's pretty much their only good corner. They're they're a team that's like an unfinished puzzle that is out of order they're like nowhere close to fighting their identity um but i feel like they could be a strong team next year depending on how their off off season goes um they're another team that's kind of in between win now and re- rebuilding which doesn't make any sense to me but almost in a different way than the 49ers are because um because of the coaching i think sean payton can find ways every single year to make his team at least look good and then be a first-round exit. So they have the potential to do that this year. I don't think they will, but they're my second overrated team. And then I'm going to go on to my other one. Um, The Baltimore Ravens are an overrated oh. football. Oh. Yeah. Just give me your quick reaction to that.
1: Uh, I don't know about overrated, man. I think I
0: they're could kind think of them. underrated. I think they're overrated. I think when you look at the team, right – We see Lamar Jackson improving this year. We saw him improving last year, and we saw him improve the year before in his MVP season. He somehow improves every year, but at the same time, the end of the season, we always say, oh, he has the same problems that he did before, which is the throwing. And Lamar Jackson will have games where he will throw for like 300 yards and have a perfect passer rating. And everyone says, oh, my God, he knows how to throw now. He's no longer a running back. He's he's an amazing football player. Then he goes the next week and he throws three interceptions, one touchdown with a pass rating of 50 and 180 yards. It's it's too inconsistent for me. On top of that, the receiver room is not helping him at all. It's Marquise Brown's actually been good this season, but that's about it. It's really about it. Mark Andrews is sort of a receiving tight end, but – yeah, offensive line, the tackles are have not been good. Um, Ronnie Staley's been good, but, like, Andrew Villanueva is, like, one of the worst tackles in the league. And then I feel like the defense is kind of flimsy. The cornerback room is amazing, but their pass rush is really lacking. Odafi has always been playing great, but can he really carry their whole pass rush, no Matt Judon? And then the worst part about this team is the middle linebackers They're so bad. Patrick Queen is not good at football. Not good at football. He's been playing really bad. The Ravens fans dog on him every single week. They're kind of giving up on him. It's too early to give up on him because he is very young. Um, he came he came out of the of college, like into the NFL draft at a very young age, so I think he still has a lot of potential. But he's not really working for them. He's, he's had good games, and he has games where he is just awful and can't make a tackle. Um, I think that they're a team that – you know, the, the Ravens are always good. They always have – They're always a playoff team. They're always good, but are they they ever capable of getting to the level that the Chiefs were last year um, in the regular season with an O-line? Or are they ever ever capable of being like the Buccaneers or what the Chargers look like this year? Not in my opinion, no. And people think they are. I think they're overrated.
1: Interesting, interesting. I don't know. I I think... I think you'll uh, look back at this one they're in the playoffs and Bengals players are in Cabo, but that's something to be found out later. But well, let my me say- second overrated team, my second overrated team is the Green Bay Packers. You know, I touched on it earlier. They are 4-1, and one, but you got to look at context. I feel like they're not as good as they really show on the record. Um, I think, I mean... You look at their defense, I think it took a step down, man. I don't know if firing uh, Mike Patton was the right decision after last year because they are so inconsistent at generating pressure. And when you look at Super Bowl-winning teams, they could generate pressure. The Buccaneers last year, the reason why they won the Super Bowl is because they could generate pressure. The year back, the Chiefs, they gener- they generated a lot of pressure on the 49ers. You know, their secondary, although I did like the drafting of Eric Stokes, I don't think it's ready yet. I mean... They are, they're prone to giving up plays, and the thing is, they've been in close games that they probably shouldn't have been in. I mean, the Lions, out on Monday night, it was tied up at halftime, and the game kind of slipped away from the Lions then. They got embarrassed by the Saints in Week 1, like, absolutely embarrassed. And you look to this game against the Bengals, they probably should have lost that game, too. I mean, they really wow. shouldn't have, but they did lose it, you know... I'm just not a huge believer. I feel like they are missing just a few key pieces, like one X factor on defense, or one or one extra stud offensive lineman on offense. Because the thing is, their O line is really banged up right now. And although guys will get healthy later on, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel confident of them making a Super Bowl eventually. And I feel like they're just they're a little bit fraught-esque, man. They're they're too close in these games, man. I mean, in the past few years, I thought they were for real. This year, there's there's just something off about it in Green Bay, in my opinion. So that's my second overrated team. Um, for the third one, the third one, the third one. I don't know at this point if if they're. I mean, people are already kind of calling them overrated. But I'm gonna go with the Washington Football Team. This is a team that coming into the year they had high expectations. Their yeah. defense in the second half of last season they looked phenomenal. You know, people are calling them. They're they're they have the best defense in the entire NFL. They're gonna be so dominant next year. Chase Young, Daron Payne, uh Ryan Kerrigan, all these guys on the defensive line. But this season it's been a letdown. They're especially their defense. I mean, they've been giving up thirty plus points, uh forty points, and the thing is they, they're two and three right now, but they shouldn't even have a win. They got bailed out on an offsides on a missed kick it they're just fluky man i I, their defense i expected so much better from them especially given that they have a jack del rio as defensive coordinator a guy who i love and ron rivera but they're going through some struggles right now i mean maybe the loss of ronald darby was too much for them uh william jackson was the replacement guy it's not working but the problem with this team is inconsistency at quarterback taylor heineke man he'll have a a pretty solid week one week and then the next week he'll look like he deserves to be a backup for the rest of his career you know, and great football teams, they're consistent. This Washington football team, they're inconsistent. Some games they'll be able to run the football really well, some games they can't, and they just got to air, they got to do an air raid esque offense, and it doesn't work. That's why Taylor Heineke will finish with like two or three picks, like he did against the Saints this past weekend. So, I, the Cowboys are definitely a lot better than them. Hell, even the Eagles are better than them, in my, in my opinion, as of right now. Call that crazy. On paper, they shouldn't be, but they are. So, Washington is my fraud team. You know, maybe the loss of Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe it is hurting them. But even then, even if they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, I still think they would be suffering the same woes that they kind of are right now.
0: Yeah, I get that. But at the same time, you know, what that take would have worked three weeks ago. Now they're one and four. Can they really be labeled overrated? They're two uh, and three. Two and three, sorry. Yeah, I, I guess. Except I think Heineke actually has a lot of potential because he does things that like I'm like that actually impress me that a lot of quarterbacks can't do like such as his escapability and just extending plays is something I love um to see what quarterbacks do cuz like a lot of quarterbacks can't extend plays very well even good quarterbacks like There's listen like Dak Prescott. He's not the best at extending per- plays. He really isn't. He does a lot of things great, but he's not the best at extending plays. Same with Matt Stafford can't extend plays. They're great quarterbacks, but they can't extend plays. Heineken can extend plays. I think he has potential. He's not, I wouldn't call him good now, but he has potential to be good. Um. I don't think they're, I think they're a tad bit over. No, I think they're, I think right now they're probably rated, but I get where you're coming from. And then the take before that, the Packers. Look, I I want to agree with you, but at the same time, I feel like they're already playing a lot better than what their roster says. Look at look at their offensive line. They're missing Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari, and we haven't even noticed that much. We haven't even noticed that much. They're getting quality play out of, out of their depth, guys, which is crazy. Cornerback room is the same. Like, no Jair Alexander, and it wasn't really a huge problem for them that last week. Uh, I know that's part of the Bengals' fault, just not being able to move the ball because of the play calling. I mean, not enough deep balls, but um, Eric Stokes has been playing good. It was turns out to be a good draft pick. Uh, I do worry about that pass. For, I, I worry about the, the front seven for them, which I think you're right about generating pressure. But overall, I feel like the Packers are – they're not maybe – not a Super Bowl team, but they're, they're deep in the playoffs team, and that's mainly due to their receivers – and their quarterback and their running back, Aaron Jones, who I think is really really solid. Um, and lastly, lastly, my last overrated team um, before we wrap it up here is the Cincinnati Bengals. It yeah. pains me to say it, but we should not be three and two right now. We really shouldn't. And it comes down to the play calling being bad. I mean, no, we should. Sorry, we should. We should be better than three. We should be like we could be five and zero oh right now. Sure, we sorry, could, I then? know right now, if you had a good coach, the Bengals head coach was Bill Belichick. If the Bengals head coach was 20 guys in the league, 20 guys, we would be an undefeated football team. And yes, it is because we've had a very easy schedule so far, um, minus the Packers. We've played only easy teams, in my opinion. We'd be a, we would be a 5 0 team if we had a good coach. Zach Taylor is awful. He is awful. First of all, he's only won um, nine games in three seasons, which is crazy considering that, you know, teams like the Steelers won nine games last season. And look at them now. They're awful. They've won more games last season than Bengals have in three years under Zach Taylor. Um, and Zach Taylor just really isn't getting the best out of his talent, especially offensively. We see the def- defensive coordinator, Lou Anna Rumo, hated him last year, but you know what he did in the off season? He told the front office, what kind of talent he wants, what kind of players he wants, um, got a ton of scheme fits and is making them perform better than how they are. The Bengals are top 10 defense right now. Surprisingly enough, because of Lou Anna Rumo's off season improvements, Zach Taylor had off season improvements. Look, Riley Reeve, big step up from Bobby Hart. It's not a step up, it's a leap up because Bobby Hart was awful and Riley Reeves is playing out of his. He's playing like the best he's ever played in the last five years. It's kind of old. Um, Jackson Carmen, the rookie, actually playing good. The interior offensive line is like very, very mediocre and iffy right now, but the tackles are playing good. Um, the Bengals actually have a mediocre to decent offensive line, which is helping them so much. Joe Burrow has made improvements. He's improved his deep ball. Jamar Chase. Do I even have to say anything about him? I mean, he, he has been the best rookie wide receiver of all time to this point, minus Randy Moss. He has better statistics than Justin Jefferson, a little bit worse than Randy Moss. Um, and then lastly, it's that Joe Mixon in the running game, even when Joe Mixon is out, Piran is, it's actually working on it has in the last two years. But he can't get points on the board because of awful play calling, not enough deep shots. I mean, you think there's enough, but there really isn't. Um, not enough intermediate passes. It's it's mainly just short passes and the occasional chunk play to Jamar Chase. Um, we're just not getting the boom for our buck, and it comes down to really just horrific play calling. It like like for example, last week we had a really clutch throw to Jamar Chase, toe taps, puts us almost in field goal range. What do the Bengals do instead of throwing the ball more and um, trying to close this game out with a touchdown or getting further into field goal range to make it easy on our kicker. We run the ball zero yards. We run the ball again, five yards, Now third and five. We're just on the cusp of field goal range. So what do you think we do? We run the ball on third and five, not to get a first down, but to get ourselves in field goal range for a 50 yard field goal, which we end up missing. Cause we have a rookie kicker game management and play calling sucks. It's awful. Um, the Bengals are overrated. People think they're good. We're not good. We have, we might have a good record at the end of the season. We need to patch things up. Zach Taylor, if we end up having a losing record, should be fired. I don't think he will will be, but he should. Sorry. I just had to rant a little bit there. Um, apologize for that. But yeah, that's my take. What do you think?
1: Fair enough. I mean, is it true that you haven't put up more than 24 points in a game yet?
0: We put up 27 versus the Vikings, but that went to overtime wow. and put up 24 in regulation. Yeah, yeah in regulation. Yeah, I remember seeing that stat in regulation, mm-hmm. which is awful. It's it's like mediocrity every week. It's like three touchdowns. We get three touchdowns every week, and it goes, and then we tell the defense, okay, do with that what you will. And the defense, it's worked three times because we have we've had a great defensive performance in actually all five games, but just wasn't good enough for two of the games which we lost um, to the freaking Bears, which is how do we lose to the Bears? And then this last game versus the Packers, look, I know it probably was a game that we should have lost. Um, They're the better team. They're the more talented team. But at the end of the day, you had four opportunities to win. You had four opportunities to put the game away, and you didn't all four times. And it comes down to Zach Taylor, all four times, in my opinion. Fair, fair, fair. Sure. Pretty, bad, pretty bad stuff. Pretty bad stuff from the worst NFL head coach. And, you know, I think that's going to wrap it up. You, you said all of your overrated teams, right? Yeah, I have. You know, we're only in, I mean, week five just ended. So yeah.
1: keep in mind, this will vary. For all we know, some of the overrated teams will completely flip the script. Or they'll yeah. be even worse. I mean, or there will be teams that come out of nowhere and really establish themselves. So, you know, this might get on freezing cold takes, but... This is what we think as of right now, and let us
0: know. I also think the biggest thing here is injuries because, you know, if some of the really good teams that I don't think are um, overrated have injuries, they could become the overrated teams. And, you know, when, when, when some of these overrated teams might get uh, back players that are injured, it can make them a lot better. I know the Ravens have some guys that are out that will make them a lot better, especially in the running back room. Um, so, yeah, there's always that factor, and uh, it's football. There's there's going to be more injuries. There's going to be guys coming back. Things are going to be a lot – I swear to God, week 12, we're going to look back at this and we're going to be like, whoa. I think it's important that we talked about it now. Um, anyways, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, hopefully our upset picks work. They probably won't, though. Not all of them. I'm um, going, three this week. Huh? going 3 for this week. I'm
1: going 3 for with my upset picks. Book it right now. I don't think so, but – Good Seals luck. over Bucks and Seahawks over Steelers and oh god, my last? Oh Bears over Packers. Yep,
0: right now I right, got the parlay. Yeah, you should. Um, Yeah, it's uh, good talking to you guys this week. Good talking to you, Etienne, and um, okay. peace out.